Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have the beautiful Sarah Rucroft, the human and project juggler. Sarah Rucroft is obsessed with innovation and curious about all things new, clever and emerging. Sarah is the co-founder of Wide for Wonder, which is Australia's most innovative event series to inspire attendees and nurture thought leaders moving beyond the boundaries of traditional business events. Bringing together storytellers, inventors, dreamers, artists, musicians, writers and scientists to learn, connect and explore the concept of wonder. Powered by Commonwealth Bank, Wide for Wonder is a door to a completely new way of thinking. Presenting a series of interactive themed workshops and engaging masterclass sessions that will provide attendees with opportunities to interact with the keynote speakers on a more personal level. Sarah is also the owner and founder of Sienna Baby and loves experimenting with future of work, growth mindset and curiosity. She is a mum of two beautiful little girls and is here to activate wonder so that the world they grow up in is curious and wondrous. Sit back, tune in and enjoy the ride. So welcome, Sarah Rucroft, to I Am One Project. How are you today? I'm amazing. How are you? I'm good. Look, I thought we would start recording because we're having some juicy conversations and I really thought it'd be great if our listeners could listen into our conversation that we were just uh, discussing. Now, I think the first one that I'd like to bring up is we were talking a little bit about guilt. And you said, I don't do guilt. And I'd love to hear more (laughs) about how you don't do guilt because a lot of our listeners and a lot of the women that we work with, it's their default position. So what's your secret? I used to do guilt. I have to, I have to confess. So I used to do guilt, but I choose not to do guilt now. And I do, I say it in a very flippant sort of way, like, oh, I don't do guilt. But, um, but my um, my journey's been much like these other women, you know, it, it can consume you. And I think it comes down to um, making a choice. And for me, it is a choice not to feel guilty and to rewire my thinking and, and my feeling for more positive um, energies. So I'm not um, consuming myself with the things that I'm not doing. You know, I've got two beautiful little girls, a gorgeous husband, a couple of businesses on the juggle and you know, there are lots of people out there that are that are trying to do the same, that are throwing judgments, that are, you know, making you feel uncomfortable about what you're not doing. 
So the last thing you need is yourself judging you as well, you know, going, oh, you could be doing this, you could be doing that, why didn't you do this, you didn't do this, da, da, da. So instead it's like being your own best friend and kind of being that voice that actually goes, you know what, but you're doing all this other great stuff, so that's okay. So, um, yeah, that's my choice. So if you don't mind me asking, Sarah, so when guilt crops up, if it ever does, and you catch it, yeah. what, what's your trick? Like how do you shift <laughs> away from that? Um, I always come at things like that with curiosity. So it's like, oh, it's interesting feeling there. What's that about? Um, and then I break it down. So, and I, I sort of go, okay, I can recognize and understand that that's why that's cropped up. Um, and here's a really great example. Um, my daughter's kinder had a Mother's Day luncheon and I was like significantly pregnant and I'd sort of read the thing wrong. I don't know hopefully some of the readers are mums and and get and can understand what it's like when you're sleep deprived and juggling another baby with another one on the way read the time wrong I turned up I was super late and I'd missed the whole thing and I had this moment where I felt I felt really guilty um a bit sad um more for Sienna because I thought oh the poor darling she kind of wasn't bothered though so then I gave myself a pat on the back and went you know what it's okay like you are very pregnant you're very sleep deprived. People make mistakes. And then I had that conversation with her and she was not even three at the time. And I just apologized to her and said, I'm so sorry that I was late. You know, mummy's a bit tired at the moment. And she goes, that's okay, mummy. And put her arms around me and gave me a big kiss. And it just all went away. And I thought, you know, I could have made this a thing and and come at it with a different energy, but actually by coming at it with self-forgiveness and then obviously seeking forgiveness from my daughter, we had this entirely different experience. So it was quite, it was quite beautiful. Oh, that is amazing. <laughs> and it is, it's a choice that you made. You could have gone down completely in the opposite direction. Instead, you embraced your mistake and, and forgave yourself. Because I mean, we're human beings, we all make mistakes and, and these things happen. That just happens. Exactly. And I've sort of been able to role model that to her. So she gets that now, which is, which is super cool to see. Okay, that's awesome. So basically moving uh, from guilt to curiosity, really unpack it if you ever kind of feel it and just question yourself, what's this all about? Yeah. That's awesome. And then the forgiveness, the big F, yes, the big self-forgiveness. Like I think that we guilt leads to this sort of, you know, un- unrealistic expectation of self and, you know, we're striving for perfection in all areas and I think when we're holding ourselves accountable and, and constantly doing that like that becomes something that just erodes our own sense of self-love so like just forgiving self and just going you know what it's okay and then moving forward we all make mistakes yeah absolutely and (laughs) forgiveness does does take you away from being trapped in whatever circumstance so I'm big on forgiveness I do it on a daily basis for myself um, because you know I always and and forgive myself for any of the mistakes or any of the even negative thoughts that I have about myself because um, you know sometimes these thoughts crop into your mind and you know and you don't even have time to think about where did this come from it just happens so I think forgiveness is a massive massive thing and just going, it's okay. I'm allowing myself the luxury of this right now, and that's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Sarah, we were also having a bit of a chat before about all these amazing things that you do. And I love the way that you were talking about, because you do, you're doing lots of things with crystals and baby shoes. And I love that the, you made a statement that uh, dessert stomach of a dessert stomach <laughs> yeah. of pro- productivity, which I just love. <laughs> so I thought maybe if you could tell our listeners a little bit about you and some of those amazing creative things that you do. 
Yeah, so I um, <laughs> I always come up with strange ways to describe things. That's probably because I'm doing so many different things that it ends up fusing in an, in a bit of an innovative way. So um, I I work for ComBank doing the most incredible program. We're in our fourth year this year, um, Wired for Wonder, which you are going to speak at this year for me. So I'm very, very excited. Um, and then I also have um, my own business running um, a little baby shoe company called Sienna Baby Shoes. And in that, I've got um, these beautiful soft-soled leather shoes that are in gorgeous leathers that um, not only look great but are really great for your kids because uh, soft soles are great for their neurological development, which was important for me as a mum. And then I just recently started Crystal Baby, which is just about activating curiosity and and helping people build out their meditation practice. Um, When people start to get curious and understand meditation and mindfulness, um, they often stumble upon crystals because they can actually enhance the energy of that particular practice. And so I've been um, curating some really beautiful crystals for the home and for people to use in meditation for well-being and, and for just um, improving the quality of their energy in their lives. Um, so that's that's fun for me. But as I said around the dessert stomach of productivity, that's my story like obviously those things work for me and and I've spent time trying to understand what gives me energy and and what fuels my greater purpose and I feel like when people sit down and and connect with that they do they tap into this dessert stomach of, of productivity and I say that because it's like you've eaten this ridiculous meal and you think I can't possibly fit anything else in and then someone brings out this insane looking dessert and all of a sudden you go okay I can have at least a bite of that, you know, like I can, I can make space for that. And I've noticed over the years, people can do that when it comes to really interesting tasks. So they can feel like they're really full and they can feel like their life's so complex and they say, oh my God, I'm so busy. And then something inevitably comes up that they literally can't say no to and they find time and they find a way to do it. So I feel like the, the secret of getting lots and lots of stuff done is kind of creating a world where you're working on dessert stomach type (laughs) desserts all the time so you're actually finding that space and and finding that energy that fuels the other projects and inevitably there's always stuff boring stuff that needs to be done Um, but ideally you're in a scenario where you've gotten so much energy from the fun stuff that it just gets done Um, anyway so that's sort of my mentality and hopefully that makes sense to others. Oh, absolutely. I just think I, I, I'm sitting here going, I wonder how you do this. You're a mother of two, you're a wife, you've got four odd businesses going on and it's and I'm listening to you and it's obviously, which is a little bit different, a lot of people spend a lot of time in their head thinking things through where you're feeling your way through. So obviously by feeling your way through it and when you were talking about the dessert stomach of productivity, you're very much being driven by your gut feeling, your intuition and obviously this is where uh, you know where your most of your most of your chi or energy is coming from, mm-hmm. and then obviously working with crystals. Uh, that's another thing. With crystals, do you program your crystals like the quartz crystals, or do you work Absolutely. with? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for those who don't understand or use crystals or get them, um, I, I've sort of said even if you use it for um, setting a goal, like very simply, if you go, do you know what I'm going to put that crystal on my desk and every time I see it, it's going to remind me that I am working towards X. Um, And that's a simple reminder that you've got this commitment to self 
and that can serve as a physical reminder to actually tap in and go, hang on, how am I going with that goal? Um, so you can actually, you know, check in with them like that. So I've explained that to people in the past and they've sort of gone, okay, that makes sense for me. Obviously, as you start to work with them more, you realise that it's like this insane, amazing exchange that you can have. So you can actually get incredible energy from them and they can kind of boost your energy and help you tune your goals and, and your mindset and, and that inner chatter that you have. Um, but that's obviously um, a very exciting and curious adventure that people can go on themselves. I love it. I love crystals. I've always worked with crystals and I even sometimes lie down on my bed and I place the colored crystals that are aligned with my chakras and just lie there and almost go into a meditative state and I really feel the energy and they're cleansing and I also have this uh, chakra uh, CD that I play as well. So I'm kind of going through a real cleanse and really energizing my whole physical, emotional and mental well-being. That's a beautiful gift for self mm, just to is. take time out and to actually, you know, pay attention to the energy force that is flowing through you. And actually one of our speakers last year, Dandapani, who teaches um, meditation, talked about meditation being a meeting with your energy. And yours sounds like a date with your energy, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this beautiful moment where you actually tune into this, you know, we are all energy. Everything is energy. Everything's made up of energy. So why not take time to check in with yours and and see where it is that it's flowing and, and what it's doing and whether you're focusing it in the right areas. I think that's really cool. Oh, absolutely. I get up at five o'clock every morning and meditate. And when I don't, I really know this, the difference. I'm not balanced. I'm not as clear in my focus and my energy is all over the place. So I'm big on meditation, absolutely on a daily basis. Yeah, eyes am I, and it took me a while to actually understand and and make meditation work for me. And I know you're into hypnotherapy, as am I. Um, for me, my journey, I actually became a qualified hypnotherapist because I couldn't meditate. <laughs> I couldn't silence my inner chatter. There was so much going on. And even my little crazy inner critic was like, you're not doing it right, Sarah. Like, this isn't right. Seriously. Like, your brain should be quiet and you can still hear me. So, like, whatever. Um, and it was just insane. And then I found that through hypnosis and self-hypnosis, I became really effective at meditating. And now I can actually get myself into that brain state really, really quickly, um, which is fantastic. And it's made me so much more resilient because even in times of stress, I can bring myself into that state and regroup with my energy and then come back in and, you know, be peak performance. And I think if people kind of think of meditation as creating this space for their brain and, and helping their brain exercise, it helps them understand it and use it better as a, as a kind of space. I don't know what you want to kind of call it, but like there's, you know, sports stars that obviously spend time training for the big game. Well, I sort of see meditation as like training for the work that you do. So I'm like you, I, I can't live without it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And for me, yeah. it was one of those things that for so, so long, I always uh, seeked external, you know, and I think especially to you, I did a lot of work with different gurus over my time. And, and I think it was always, you know, I was always trying to seek that ascension that, you know, something bigger, <laughs> greater. And in reality, it's inside of us. And it was just, yep. it took me years to work that out. But, you know, the I'm moment, nodding furiously. I'm nodding furiously because I was the same. I'm <laughs> going, yes. <laughs> 
Yes, I totally Yeah, get and you're doing, you go across to all over the world and you go and do all these courses and, and it's just so, so, so much more simple than that. You know, it's just about tuning in and going inwards and that's it, really. Actually, it's funny. It's so true and it's funny because you um, – you also expect it to be, you know, instant um, and you're hoping that it, um, you know, will be easy, obviously. And then one day, many years after you've been practising, you do hit that space of just instant clarity um, and being able to sort of clear clear the slate of your mind, if you like, and you go, oh, my God, I can do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's so, it's so awesome, isn't it, that moment where you're like, I can so do this. Oh, yeah. it was worth all that practice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would say to anyone who's like exploring meditation and not really sure, a really beautiful way to start is with some self-hypnosis and there's some great hypnosis like guided um, tracks on YouTube that you can kind of go through. And that just helps rewire your thinking, particularly to get over that, you know, limiting self-belief around I can't meditate. And then obviously you can move into meditation from there. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I think that too, it's even, there's so much available these days. Like I met a doctor in the US and he does a lot of uh, brain, like brain, he works with brain waves. And, um, you know, he can actually, because obviously it, it takes, as soon as you close your eyes, you're going to off state anyway. You're not into mm. that high beta. Um, and then obviously with some of these tracks, which what they do with the brainwaves actually drop you into theta and delta, which is a deep meditation. So there's so much stuff out there and, and especially and in the US, like they've got things like I remember I came back with these things where you clip onto your ears and you've got this little dial thing so you can drop your brainwave and almost yeah. be in that state of meditation with your eyes wide open and just sitting there without even doing much but just breathing. So I've 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 brought in five of those for Wide for Wonder so that people can play with them. Oh. It's going to be so fun. So oh, we'll set fantastic. up an area where people can actually see what state their brain's in. And and you know one of the things that we play with through Wide for Wonder obviously is is content and and the way that we sort of package that up. But we um we play different music throughout the day that is actually um tuned in in theta and beta and, and different sort of brainwaves so they can provide a bit of a palate cleanser in between some of the intense sessions so you can go from learning about quantum computing or neuroimaging and then you know have a bit of a palate cleanse with some music and then go in and, and listen to some storytellers and some other amazing things so i'm very playful in the way that we sort of stitch that together so that it's actually having a greater impact on your brain which um which we believe we haven't proven it yet but I'm working with a couple of people in the background to see if we can actually uh pull together some uh, like a, a serious piece of research that shows that the way that we've created wide for wonder and and structured the actual um education components um does mean that people walk away and and remember more of it so We'll see. Mm, we'll see. That's amazing. I mean, the thing is, I've also done a bit of work with EEG, and I think I was just wondering, as you were saying that, whether you could actually hook somebody up because there's this um, uh, Leslie, he's a doctor in the US. He works with a lot of sports um, or athletes, actually, and he's got this, it's like a helmet that you put on your head, and you can see what's going on. And I was just wondering whether you could even get some of that just to sort of tap into some of the people <gasps> sitting there wide for wonder and just see what's happening with their brain where they're actually, yeah. you know, listening to music or even, you know, um, listening to a speaker or anything like that. I think that would be wonderful. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. When you said I'm wondering, oh, I got so happy <laughs> because 
that's what it's about, right? You know, yes. getting people to sort of get these amazing ideas that, that come out of things and start to wonder and, and explore that beautiful gift, which is we don't know the answer um, so we can wonder, you know. Oh, I love that. um, that's, yeah. that's what it's all about. So, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see something like that. We'll have to see whether we can make some magic happen. Absolutely. So, Sarah, talking about wonder, what drives you? Did you talk, talk to us a little bit about Wide for Wonder and, and, and what drives you uh, doing all of this stuff that you do, which is amazing? <laughs> Thank you. Um, it's this is this is life purpose stuff. Like you know, when you hit flow and and things just feel really really easy and and you get so much enjoyment from them, and you sometimes look back and go, I can't even like this out of body sort of experience. I can't even believe that it's been nearly four years. This is our fourth event, and it's now got like this amazing following, and there's all these incredible people who have spoken for us over the year, like. Um, We've had Brene Brown and Shauna Kaur and we've had Dr. John Medina and Professor Richard Dawkins and we've had Guy Kawasaki and Nolan Bushnell and, you know, all these, Kevin Kelly and Jaron Lanier, like the list goes on. There's all these incredible thought leaders that have come onto our stage and who've shared their wisdom with us and it's just interesting because for me it's just I, I wanted to hear from these people. I saw friends of mine interested in the Kardashians and and all these kind of daggy shows on TV, which, you know, I won't lie, I've, I've definitely had a bit of a binge every now and again. But what made me sad was that people didn't know some of the brightest minds in the world and we were losing this sense of, you know, who actually had these beautiful, wondrous minds and, and stories to share. So, Essentially, I was like, why don't we try and bring some of these people to Australia and make them rock stars, like bring some of these people into the space and and light it up in a way that makes it really interesting to pretty much anyone. And so pitched this kind of concept as um, it was called one, it was called Wonder Women at the time and, and the working title um, got changed around and um, Vanessa Beggs, who I, I worked with, came up with Wide for Wonder um, which is so much better, and I'm so glad because the working title was was beautiful, but nowhere near as good as Wide for Wonder. Um, and it's just been this thing, yeah, that's just grown and grown and and become wondrous, which is very very exciting. But what fuels me is you know connecting people with thought leaders outside of their normal world and and bringing amazing information into their minds and helping them expand their mindset. Without realizing it, um, I probably subscribe to the growth mindset. There's this beautiful research that Carol Dweck has done from Stanford University, and she's sort of explored the growth versus fixed mindset. And I've always had a very open mind. I've always believed that people are capable regardless of their background or um, what they're born with. And she's sort of proven that. So she's shown that um, we actually can learn. Uh, humans can learn and it's not about having a fixed IQ and that through failure we actually make the biggest um, discoveries and I, I picked up this piece of research recently and just went oh my god that's exactly what Wide for Wonders is about it's about all of those things so um, god I could talk about this for days but <laughs> it's, um, what what fuels me is this um, actually it's probably the Carol Dweck thing it's helping people see that anything's possible and that just because you used to think you were not capable doesn't mean that you're not so getting them to connect with um their authentic self and their greater purpose and and what's possible um 
gets me very, very excited. Yeah, I can see you. Can I, see. I, I, yeah. I, can, I can feel the passion come through you just can, thinking about it. And you can it. see my brain bouncing all over the place. Oh, <laughs> I know. But you know why? It's yeah. because, you know, I think you're making a difference and that's the thing. It really making a difference, changing the way people think, change, changing people's environments, the world. And I love to talk about that stuff. I'm really passionate about neuroscience and the brain and I love Carol Dweck as well. And, you know, I think there's not enough of us really tapping into our true intelligence um, and our potential. It's just we get so caught up on external of what's going on in life. We get so busy that we forget that we can actually always talk about we create our own reality. And, you know, I always talk about perception is projection and and people go, there's no way I created this in my reality. And I always say, well, what question did you ask to receive what you are getting right now in your environment? Because it could be just a simple question as well. So um, I love all of that. Yeah, absolutely. And and I agree too. Like there is, there's so much to be said if people just take the time to actually tune into their authentic self and their and their greater purpose they bring such a different energy to everything that they do Mm. and wide for wonder for me is this platform where if I can get people to get curious if I can connect people with curiosity and if I can get people wondering then that leads them to their greater purpose and it's a non-prescriptive event and Mm. I absolutely love that about it like I work really hard to make sure that people know that this is a safe place to play you know, we want to share big ideas and, you know, out there things and a bit of controversy and, and bring together seemingly disparate concepts, ideas and people so that everybody in the audience has an opportunity to connect with something that resonates with their inner being and allows them to shine a little bit brighter and be a little bit more curious walking out of the door. And we've achieved that the last few years. So I've sort of said it's it's helped me get really clear on my life purpose. My life purpose is to activate curiosity in the world. Oh. And, you know, as, I, as I've gone through this journey, I've gotten really clear on that. And it, it's actually made me a better mom. It's made me a better partner. It's made me a better human because I approach things with curiosity for self as well as trying to activate curiosity in others and you know it's it's a journey like I don't always I'm not always curious sometimes I just want to shut things down and call a spade a spade but like <laughs> I um I'm, I'm committed to to bringing out that in others which yeah it's a very exciting journey it to is. be on I can't I can't wait I'm very excited I think curiosity also opens up the mind to possibilities as well so it's um it sounds like a wonderful event and I can't wait to be there. So, Sarah, with the benefits of hindsight, what would you have done differently in your life or career? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't I don't really have any regrets. Like my my life's just been it's been what my life's supposed to be. Like I and I do believe we come into this life with like a set of lessons that we need to learn and and mine's been a beautiful mix of lessons and a beautiful mix of wonder. And um, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Like it's all worked out for me, but I'll be, I'll be making sure that like my family make sure that they stay true to their path, if that makes sense. So I'm probably, I'm probably more forward focused rather than even indulging in hindsight, if I'm honest. Um, It's all about sort of my family and trying to make sure that they have really great opportunities to be curious and to to explore their life purpose and all those sorts of things. 
That's beautiful. And I love the fact that you have no regrets. I don't think anyone should have regrets. And the fact that you embrace what you have gone through and and then pass that wisdom on to your beautiful girls. Um, yeah. Oh, wow. I don't know who said it, but I'm sure someone said it to me. Mistakes are the portals to discovery. Yeah. And I love that, right? You know, when you when you kind of embrace your mistakes and embrace the the you know dull moments and kind of go, okay, that was a that was a bit of a ding, but let's move on. Then it just um it just means that you're not not depleting your energy. You're able to kind of keep moving forward. Yeah, and I guess too, like as you're talking about mistakes, and we all make mistakes, and some you know greater than others. So when we're looking about you know making mistakes, what would be some or one of the greatest lessons that you have ever learned from making a mistake? Oh God, there's so many. I've made so many mistakes over the years. I um, I've just learned to embrace them now as these like beautiful lessons. So, um. I think it's apologizing and forgiving. So it's forgiving self and it's forgiving the circumstances and, and understanding that, you know, there's things that are outside of your control that you had to sort of just embrace and, and sort of move forward with. You could sit and overanalyze and, and, you know, really use, use all that in, internal chatter to completely dissect and, and be hard on yourself, if you like, for everything. And I think it's important to do that. I think self-reflection is really, really important because obviously you don't want to just sort of breeze through life and be like, oh, that's fine, like, oh, whoopsie-daisy, whatever. Like, I, I take my mistakes seriously, um, but I also joyfully embrace them, and that's, that's I think, the difference. It's, it's actually sitting there and, and going, okay, well, well, this was a mistake, but what did I learn from it? What am I going to do differently? What would be a better way to kind of approach this? And then once I've kind of been through that little analyze <laughs> sort of space, then I go, okay, cool. And then moving on because I'm not going to let myself stay in that space being hard on myself or judgmental or critical or, you know, God, you were such an idiot and I can't believe you did that and, and da, 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 because I think that then continues to create the reality that you're sitting in. So that's um that's my method yeah and you can you, like. get, you can get quite stuck in that too i think for me i always look at um any form of mistakes or failure as feedback and so i yeah, look beautiful. at what not to do the next time i'm doing that same thing or um, i'm presented with that same situation so i always say to myself well Catherine, you're here to learn and lesson learned and so i just move yeah. on but i give <laughs> yeah. myself the time to to and like reflect and analyze what could I've done differently and what have I learned from this experience because I think that with me and I say this to my son all the time if you live life with every day at the end of the day what did I learn out of today it's it's um it takes you away from that mindset that you are making mistakes and you are whatever that may be it's it's always like what am I learning instead of what 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 kind of mistakes am I focusing on I think Catherine you and I are the same in that um we sort of approach things with gratitude and gratitude is such a different frequency. Like you just, you're in a totally different headspace when you're approaching things with gratitude. So yeah, it's funny. Like obviously I, I also then have, I, I also embrace things like experimentation and failure and all those sorts of things. Like I'm like, if we're going to make mistakes, let's make them fast. Let's like <laughs> make sure that we do it really quickly. And so it's interesting. You can sort of talk about life mistakes and then business mistakes. My biggest failure on the business side of things with Sienna Baby, for instance, was um, 
having this supplier in Indonesia, we had this beautiful family and I thought I was doing this really great thing. We're having this like socially conscious business and engaging this gorgeous family. And then they completely ripped me off like for a lot of money. And, um, and I was eight months pregnant with no stock and about to do this baby show and opening up this like pop-up shop with some friends. And I had this like massive mistake to sort of deal with. So again, I did approach it with like, okay, what would I do differently next time and have a bit of self-reflection. Um, and then I did have to move on, but I think, um, it's interesting because I still approached it with the same sort of mentality. If it was a life mistake, if it was a relationship make mistake, if it was a business mistake and um, onwards and upwards, we've now got a really great factory and we'll, um, we'll be hopefully in 50 stores by the end of um, the year. So yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like if you kind of approach things regardless of, of that with that same sort of mindset or methodology. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, for me too, I, I've made massive business mistake and lost yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars. And for me, it was really about what was my lesson in that and took the mm. learnings from it. And now, if ever that, you know, cir- circumstance ever presents again, I'll be thinking twice about it. So for me, I'm grateful that I learned that lesson and it could have been worse too. You know, I always think it, you know, it could have been so much worse than what it really was. So I guess it with anything, it's the meaning you give it. Yeah. So, Sarah, you're really chilled out, laid back. You're, you know, I'm quite sedated just speaking with you. Do you ha- do you ever worry, <laughs> or do you ever like stay up at night worrying about anything? Um, I have, I have absolutely, but um, I think through meditation and mindfulness, I've got all these really great tools and tricks now to kind of notice when I'm getting into the danger zone, I call it with my husband, um, which is a mix of sleep deprivation and hunger. If I get into the danger zone, that's when I can become a bit irrational. And it's like trying to drive a car without the right fuel in it. Like I, I've just worked out what, what's my empty gauge. Like what's that light that flickers that lets me know that things are not going to be okay. And then I go into like, you know, a bit of a space of self-love where I go, okay, I need a massage, I need a bath, I need eight hours sleep, and then I'm going to be absolutely fine in a day or two days or whatever it is. And I think um, it's interesting, a lot of humans just do the run, 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 fall in a heap. And I used to do that and worry, 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 worry yourself sick. Overthink, 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 overthink yourself into like a stomach ulcer like you know, there's all these different things that we kind of do, whereas I've just learnt to kind of listen and tune in and, you know, I still get sick and I still get run down and I still absolutely push my body to the to the limits. But, yeah, I'm, I'm more resilient and I'm more tuned in and I listen to myself and I pull back when I need to and I feel my wellness tank, as I, as I say to people. Um, so I make sure that I can sort of operate in, in that space. And, um yeah, that that seems to work for me. But I, I'm a I'm a super positive person. Like I I am living the life of my dreams. So it's kind of it's kind of hard not to be happy. <laughs> no, I know, and I'm listening to you because I think that when you love what you do so much, I always say you never work a day in your life. And yeah. it's and and it's a bit of a trap sometimes because I find myself that I love what I do so much that I can work and work and work and work. 
until I fall into a heap. And so for yep. me, it's almost, and I'm curious to, uh, you know, um, as I'm listening to you, I'm curious, Sarah, what are those triggers when you know this is it? This is my body saying, apart from, you know, when we get sick, of course, but what are some of those little triggers where you know you have to slow down and, and you know, self-care, have a massage? What are some of those signs for you? Um, for me now, it's if I'm getting impatient. So if something starts to annoy me, that's my first trigger. I know that if my tolerance levels are dropping, that potentially I haven't had enough sleep or there's something that's going on with me that I need to tune into because I'm becoming an exceptionally tolerant person. And like I have this belief that like tolerance is is the road to inclusion. Like the more tolerant we are, the more inclusive we can be. Um, but that tolerance actually requires a pretty full tank and it requires a pretty um, tuned in person. And when we're running on empty or we're, you know, not aware of, you know, what's going on with us, that's when intolerance kind of creeps in. So I'm, I'm, that's my first sort of sign. Um, and then my next one is if I'm um, starting to feel quite tired, but yeah, that's usually a good sign because I'm, I'm usually pretty like, woo, woo, let's do this. Yes, yes, we can do stuff. Okay, we'll fit in like 15 things in a day. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram, you'll see, like I, I jam a lot into my days. <laughs> Um, and I post about it because uh, Instagram is like my online diary because I thought that it was actually a private tool until um, I got my first follower back in the day. Um, such a dag. Like I had absolutely no idea what it was. I was um, there posting away like a little happy chappy and then realized that's what it was. But I've, I've used it as a gratitude journal since it, it was launch, launched. So it's a really nice way for me to kind of keep tuned in. And that's another one. Like if I'm sort of going – into that sort of space where I'm either, you know, feeling a bit ungrateful or like feeling a bit sorry for myself. So like I've sort of tuned into what are the things that make me like those little warning lights on my dashboard, what do they sound like? And, you know, everyone's a different, you know, for other people it might be that they, you know, um, don't want to go to the gym or they don't feel like their normal coffee or they, whatever it is, but just like being curious about, oh, hang on, what's that about? and then starting to work out what the pattern is. Um, so I've started to recognise those patterns and tune into them and now I can, yeah, get in the zone and, and fill my wellness tank when I need to, which is good. Oh, great. I mean, that's really important to tune in. I think that we don't do that enough, you know, because obviously, especially when you're doing so many things, but I think tuning in is really extremely important. So, Sarah, we always ask our beautiful women of inspiration that come on this show to pick one word that best describes your personal brand. So what would that be? <laughs> um, wonder. Uh, how did I guess you were going to say that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so let's deep dive into that piece. Wonder, what does that mean to you? Um, I've got this beautiful book that I read my girls. I have to get, I have to um, post it so you can share it with your readers. And it's actually called I Wonder. And it says in it that, um, you know, it's sort of this mum talking to her daughter and, and she's talking about like, you know, I wonder how many stars there are in the sky or I wonder this, I wonder that. And then in the end, it actually um, closes the book with, you know, when we don't know the answer to something, we're given this really beautiful moment in time where we can actually wonder. And that's what it is. It's like, for me, it's just those moments where you can imagine and play and be curious and not have to be so serious and explore things and not have to label everything in a certain way and, and sort of break free from, you know, the way that things are and just feel them for what they could be. Um, it's possibilities, it's questions, it's 
exploration, it's adventure, it's all of those things. And so, um, yeah, that's that's definitely my word. It sure <laughs> is. I can see that. Absolutely. So the other thing we do at the as we wrap up the show, we always ask uh, for three golden nuggets from our Women of Inspiration to give to our listeners. So what would be your top three golden nuggets to give to our listeners? I love this. This is this is cool. So um, I've actually talked about them, and um, and so it would be be curious. It opens your mind. Forgive because it opens your heart, and be grateful because it lifts your soul. Oh, that's and, gorgeous! Um, it's like a quote. Well, I think you, you should put your name uh, against that as a quote <laughs> from Sarah. Sarah Rucroft. Yes. <laughs> So, Sarah, how can our listeners find you? Because you do have a lot going on. So what would be the best place for them to connect with you? Where can't they find me? I know. No, I, um, I'm prolific. I'm everywhere. Oh, I love, I love, love, love social media. I'm a total addict. I'm a seven on the Enneagram. If anyone knows about Enneagram, you'll um, you'll understand. That's why I have so much going on and it totally works for me. Um I absolutely love Instagram just because pictures tell a thousand words and it's such a beautiful way to capture a moment and share a feeling. So I'm all over Instagram at Mrs. Rucroft and at Wired for Wonder and at Sienna Baby Shoes and at Hi Crystal Baby. Um, and then when I go to events, I'm always on Twitter or if I'm watching something interesting on TV or I find a cool article. So that's kind of another little stream of consciousness. Um, which I love. And then just for the professional connections, I love a bit of LinkedIn as well. That's always a good one too, isn't it? Wow, you're amazing. I don't do any of my social media, so I'm listening to you going, well, that's amazing that you're so um, – you have the energy to do that too because I think that to me is <laughs> – Prolific. Is t- yeah. It's yeah, it's time consuming. I just don't just uh, don't get into it. But um, I love the fact that you do. And you've got lots of energy. Look, Sarah, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. And I know our listeners are absolutely going to love you. I highly recommend to all our listeners to tune in to uh, Wide for Wonder. That's going to be um, oh well. I'll ask you, Sarah, what are the dates for November for Melbourne City? Yeah, so it's the uh, the fifteenth and sixteenth in Sydney, and the seventeenth in Melbourne. And we are nearly sold out, which is so exciting. So, um, yeah, we'll have a lot of fun. And so, thank you. This has been a, this has been so much fun. No, thank, thank you. Thank you for we'll, being curious about me, Catherine. That oh, was so fun. <laughs> no, it was fun. And I think also we'll have you everything on the show notes and we'll also uh, put it on all our social media as well um, so that people can connect for and come to Wide for Wonder. I can't wait. So thank you once again for your time and energy. Oh, you are a wonder. Thank you. Thank you. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.